another week of bad officiating, but at some point, when are we gonna call it what it is? There's a humanistic component to refing. One, two, what has Commissioner Phillips said to the coaches? Either chill or maybe let's do something about it. Who knows? We'll talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, doing a solo show today, but giving you extra good content nonetheless. Make sure you check us out wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as our YouTube channel. We are so close to 1,000 subscribers, 80 more to go. We can do it if you just hit that subscribe button. Wherever you listen on YouTube, just follow us. It's good to go. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. We're rocking and rolling through things. We're talking about some ACC men's basketball. You know, there's been a lot of hubbub about officiating, no doubt. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Officiating can really change games. Shout out to anyone who watched the Super Bowl yesterday. My girl Rihanna killed it. I don't want to hear any anti-Rihanna because I love her. And I feel like, you know, it's pretty badass to perform pregnant nonetheless. So love that. But officiating has been on top of minds of conversations since the beginning of time, since the beginning of sports. And it was no different than when we saw the Duke-Virginia matchup this past weekend. The 69-62 overtime victory for the Cavaliers at home had all of the people going crazy in the Twitterverse. You had Mr. Kyle Filipowski, who felt like he got fouled arguably did. There was a lot to say about whether or not he committed the foul in regulation, and there was a lot of missed calls. And of course, on the back end, you hear whether or not they got it right in officiating. They said they did not. What does that do for me if I'm a Duke Blue Devil, right? That doesn't make me feel better. That's still a loss. That's still an L on the column, right? That's still something that I'm trying to battle towards the top of the ACC for. That doesn't make me feel better. Now, I argue, however, are we maybe missing the human element that comes to officiate it? They're not always going to get it right. They're just simply not. Unless you have robots who arguably are not going to get it right either all the time. What more do you want from this officiating crew? I know we want perfection. And when it's for us, we feel like, oh, he missed it. You know, whatever. We'll live to see the day. When they get it right, we're like, oh, great. I just, I, I'm trying hard to really understand what more that we want from people in terms of officiating crews, because at the end of the day, they are, there is human error. There are big time moments where big time plays get blown. We understand that. At some point, you got to, the sun will rise again. Your team might take the L, but it's not the end all be all. I get it though. It sucks for the players. It sucks for all the things and the implications of losing. Cool. Now you say to yourself, okay, Duke, Virginia, what are we going to do about officiating? And I look to the Georgia Tech-Wake Forest game, the 71-70 victory for the Demon Deacons. Coach Passner came out and said in his post-game presser that Commissioner Jim Phillips had talked through and sent out a memo to women's and men's coaches saying, chill on the ragging of officiating. We're working on it behind the scenes. And so in my eyes, I'm sitting here saying either Commissioner Phillips, y'all know this thing is getting bad from a football and basketball perspective, and y'all better figure it out come fall, or 
at the end of the day, what are we going to do? You know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to lay low. We don't need all of our internal people getting even more upset and rallying people up and feeding the Twitter spaces and all the things than we already know is troubling and struggling. I don't know if there's a ref university, ref school. I don't know how it goes down and all the things, but I'm hoping that they can come to some sort of resolve soon because it definitely waters down the experience when you're worried about whether or not it's going to be a fairly called game. There has been a lot of miscues in NC State, North Carolina, for example, when it comes to fouling and discrepancies and all the, it's been terrible all year. We're getting ready for tournament time, which is going to be key for the ACC, considering a lot of these teams are on the fringe. Some of them need an automatic bid. Others need a lot of help. If you can't get the officiating right, it's going to be a frustrating time nonetheless. So hopefully they figure things out soon. Let's go over some more of these ACC games. Going to jump down here to Louisville and Miami, the last game that happened during the game. It wasn't last game that happened during the weekend. It wasn't Miami's best game, but from just watching Louisville, you look at the record and you say, okay, everybody's terrible. It is what it is. First, free my dog, L. Ellis. Kitten and I say this every single time, but it reigns supreme. Free L. Ellis because that man does everything he can for that team. It seems like he comes up after play after play, dog tired, but still is willing to give him give the all. Louisville is in desperate need of some big men upon further inspection. They are in desperate need of some big men who can handle the post who can help out defensively. If you watch Louisville play, they stink at defense. Every time you look and say, okay, they're making a run, they're keeping it close, but you got to make some stops in order to stay in games. If you never make a stop, you're going to keep hindering yourself. And I think that's the biggest problem for Louisville right now is they never figure out how to stop teams. They propel forward, but that defense is not sound. And those big men, mm, crazy. Also, if I'm L. Ellis, the shot's not there for me. If I'm trying to, you know, get it to the rim, I kick it out to you. I need you to make that open shot. A lot of times, L. Ellis would kick it out to his dogs, right? And they would just fail to make those wide open threes. That's going to kill you every time, right? I know that Miami's a great team. They had, you know, some up and down defensive moments. But Louisville killed themselves at wide open looks and weren't able to capitalize, keep themselves into that matchup and ultimately lost 93 to 85 to a Miami team that is still good. They're figuring things out. And it's certainly one of those components where, you know, you're saying to yourself, all right, Miami, NC State, Pitt, Virginia, those are the ones that I'm really looking for right now. And maybe Clemson, if they get in that bubble, we're going to talk about that Clemson North Carolina matchup here in just a second. All in all, though, I think for Louisville, don't don't sleep. They may surprise some people if you look at this tournament play. Yes, they're going to be the last in the ACC. Yes, they are going to have to fight their way through from start to finish. If they figure out how to get them big men to post up a little bit better and play a little bit stronger defense, it might be a long day for you know a couple teams. They, they could catch some teams slipping. I'm just going to say that. So don't don't put all the eggs and feeling like my or feeling like Louisville can't get it done. We've got some more games to go over here for ACC men's basketball. But first, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills. 
values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your posts in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires and lead versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions do apply. We're rolling through. There's a lot of good men's basketball games to go over. Starting at the top of the day, Boston College and NC State here. Now, Boston College a team that has been able to defend home pretty well throughout this season, but it was really NC State, arguably the hottest team in the ACC right now. Strong offensive performance, putting up 92 to an 82 score for the Eagles. Strong, we love the fact that it was just a free-for-all in terms of passing the rock and everybody ate for NC State. I think that's the most enjoyable, what you haven't necessarily seen from the Wolfpack all past couple years. You had one to two players giving their all doing what they didn't need to do best, but it was Joyner with 26, Morcel with 16, Terquavion Smith with 17, DJ Burns with 18. Having your big men's fed well, great. Having your guards have 17, 16, 26 points between them makes for a great day. Gives you confidence going into post-tournament play that if somebody's off, you have other members who can carry. One, two, the fact that NC State's even in this position is still the hottest team, and they know that, listen, they've figured out how to bounce back from awful nights. Virginia would be one of them, and they're rolling forward. That's the makings of a good team. Heads held high there. Are we finally taking NC State seriously? I think we should. Still, to me, the best team right now. They're figuring out things late. They're identifying who they are. They know their role, and they're playing it well. It's hard to look away from this pack team right now. I still would argue that they're the best team in the hoop state. Now, you can't take away from the fact that the Eagles had Quentin Post put up 20 points, but he needs help. No help from the bench. Single-digit leads or you know points from his teammates who are starters. That's not going to get you the dub any day of the week. He needs help. He needs to be fed, which he was, but man, oh, man, if you can't feed him, score yourself. So that's something to think about for the Eagles as they go into the rest of the season. Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. Battle of the bottom for real. Let's be honest. But Basile has 33 points on the day. For me, the Hokies have a lot of contributors, right? But they have to figure out how to align and have to align like yesterday, right? I think that the Hokies are struggling to figure out how to have someone go off and then accompany them, right? You need to be able to go off and get accompanied. Mutz, Basile, you got Hunter Couture, right? You got other guys that are plenty good individually. Can they figure out how to be great together? The Hokies are probably going to piss some people off in tournament time because they're going to figure out how to win because most of the times tournaments are towards the veteran teams who have been through these type of high-level, very intense environments before. I wouldn't quite run away from Virginia Tech, but I still want them to be serious. I can't, can't put my finger on it. So still got a couple games to go. Let's talk about Clemson and North Carolina. Listen, not going to harp on the point. 
maybe we need just need to leave North Carolina alone. Maybe all of the outside noise is just what that is. Maybe we they're figuring things out. Maybe they're just in mental slumps. But they figured it out fine. Caleb Love, three, six three-pointers. Armando Baycott, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Cooking. Okay, 91 to 71. They mollywopped a Clemson team that was arguably the best team in the ACC at one point. Not even arguably, statistically, actual, factual, best team in the ACC at one point. They made them look silly. P.J. Hall wasn't getting the calls that he probably – there were a couple that should have gone his way. But overall, Hunter Tyson asleep at the wheel. Not playing as a unit. Clemson just looked out of sorts. But I think it's because they were expecting a North Carolina team that has been used to getting punched in the mouth for so long and not responding. And North Carolina gave them that uppercut and a little hook to leave them from Chapel Hill. Been a while since we've seen Blue still take the court, which means – having your walk-ons come in and play for North Carolina. It's been a while since North Carolina looked like North Carolina, looked like a team that has stars who've been to national championship games, who are veteran um, who are veteran players. It's been a while since we've seen just a high-level play of basketball from the heels. And it was like, okay, about time. Been missing you. Maybe man-in-the-mirror type conversations were had, and we'll continue to see if they build on that momentum as they face a really good Miami team here tonight. I think it's going to be a mark of whether the progression is real or was it a bit flawed. Because while I do think Clemson is good, I think Miami is better. I think the Hurricanes have an opportunity here to like you know open and shut case about if North Carolina is for real. But they know that their tournament hopes are definitely in jeopardy if they can't figure out how to get a good quality win. And getting that one against the Hurricanes tonight will certainly do that for them. So there's that. Last group I want to talk about, save the best for last, literally. Pitt is the best team in the ACC. I know you had that on your bingo cards, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Capel and the boys, they were able to (laughs) nicely put themselves as the leaders after Clemson took that L against North Carolina. Pitt pulled away from Florida State, which I think speaks to both programs. Florida State was unable to get any defensive stops or go on any solid runs. Very frustrating whenever Florida State would try and get back in the game, Pitt would strong arm them offensively. Same thing I said about Louisville. You got to play defense. It's cool if you can go shot for shot, but if you can't play defense, especially if you got teams like Pitt who know and have been through tough situations and have overcome adversity, you're going to have to figure out how to play some defense and make some stops. And I think that's what is missing from Florida State. They have the horses. To me, they have the horses in the stable. I think Florida State is better than their record shows. They have been in several games this season. I would argue that for Louisville as well. But if you don't play defense, hate to to break it to you. It's a tough go for you at that. So there's a lot to be said towards Pitt and Florida State. Still a lot of season left. But if we look at it, is Pitt even stoppable right now? Can you tell Pitt that they're not going to be your regular season ACC champions? I'd argue it's going to be tough. Here are their remaining opponents, right? They got Boston College, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Notre Dame, and Miami. I think they can win all of those, but the Miami game. And even with the Miami game, it's going to be a, all right, who wants it more? 
might be a tough one. Could go into overtime type vibes, whichever Miami team shows up. Absolutely can be Boston College, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Notre Dame. Why are we trying right now? It just pit. Okay. I give you the head nod and I say respect. No, but I didn't see you coming. I don't want to say nobody saw you coming because we know how people love to take narratives. But I didn't see Pitt coming for sure, but it's been a fresh change to have a team that has been putting in the work. Cable has been trying to figure out and configure his you know, roster for a few years now. It's nice to see Pitt in the conversation, and rightfully so. I say all that to say, regular season champs is cool. Win that tournament. That's where I think you take it to the next level. That's where I think you tell us, okay, we are not only for real, but when we get into this NCAA tournament, we're going to make some noise. Honestly, it elevates the play for all of us. We know the conference right now. If you could you could sit there and give me your standings, who do, who would you say would be the NCAA tournament gimmies? Not on the bubble, not on the fringe, Kim Palm, blah, 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 blah. If your eyes could give you some ACC teams to represent, I would love for y'all to share that with me, and I'll take that back to the ranch as we get through what should be a really good and solid last few weeks of February and a couple games in March. So there's your recap for Saturday's games. Again, a lot of great ones. Some were better than others, but overall, Pitt stands alone, and it's everybody else, but it ain't like it's crazy different. Could there be some upsets in that bad boy? Sure, but we'll see. Again, tonight's matchup only is North Miami taking on North Carolina at North Carolina on ESPN at 7 p.m. Huge game for the Tar Heels. Must win game for the Tar Heels. Beating a top 20 opponent would be essential for their bubble chances. I think that they just need to come in play the same way they did against Clemson, and ultimately they'll be just fine. But it's not going to be easy because Clemson is not Miami. Miami is not Clemson. Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, Omir, they're having a great year. Coach Laranega, excellent at the X and O's. So you're going to have to bring your best game. That's my two cents about tonight's matchup. Going to give you a little recap of the women's games, and we're going to get you out of here. But first, looking for a delicious treat but don't want to have all the fat and calories, and you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know y'all trying to get right, trying to get healthy and sexy, period. I ain't mad at you. Healthy is actually tasty when you try Built Bar. But why are Built Bars so good, though? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and chocolate almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of proteins. And now you don't need to wait around for a box. You can go to Sam's Club. You can go to Walmart. Get your box today. You can get mixed boxes, all the things. So make sure you get yourself some Built Bars so you can be nice and ready to go as you tune into. Really good matchups here for our ACC <laughs> ACC matchups going into Monday and Tuesday. Now, you say to yourself, okay, men had a great go at it. What were the women's matchups looking like on Sunday? I'm here to tell you, friends. On Sunday, you saw a big win for North Carolina as they beat Boston College 73-55. Virginia upset NC State. I say to myself, NC State, I want to take you serious. I really, really do. Y'all have to take yourself serious. You can't keep giving us these up and down matchups being a top 25 program. You're about to be out of the top 25. Virginia said, don't shy away from us just yet. We're still a really good program. There's still a lot of season left to be played here. Duke beat Miami 50 to 40. A Miami team that 
God knows, Haley Cavender and the girls. When y'all are on, y'all are great. But when y'all are bad and y'all are not getting it going, it's tough. However, I will say this speaks more to Duke. I think Duke is still rolling. They're having a hell of a season so far. Virginia Tech beating Florida State 84 to 70. The Hokies still making that noise, still rumbling in the right way. Louisville beating Clemson 81 to 69. Louisville, a team that has seemed at some point on the fringe, not figuring things out, but I turned the page. They know how to turn the page to keep it rolling. Pitt beating Georgia Tech 85-79, a Pitt team that when they find offense, they can give you about 85. When they can't find offense, they can give you about 65, 25, 39. I've seen it with my own two. Very up and down, but you want to have you want to have positive and optimistic hopes for them that they'll figure this out as a program. Final game, 73-64, Notre Dame beat Syracuse. Good on Notre Dame for bouncing back in the right way, beating a quality Syracuse team. If you don't haven't checked out women's hoops yet, you're doing yourself a disservice. There's so many great games happening. Two, excuse me, Thursday night will be another opportunity for ACC women's to get things going. We'll talk about that here on the show. Wrapping it up, sitting here telling y'all tomorrow is Valentine's Day. If you love you some good ACC basketball, let's talk through some matchups, okay? We'll make sure we'll do that. We'll talk about the Monday one from North Carolina, Miami, and then we'll talk about our Tuesday preview and get you ready to go from there. So I will get out of here. I will stop, you know, boring y'all to death with all my takes. But I said it to say, officiating is human. We're going to have to figure it out some way, somehow. Tell me what your tips are. Who do you think can take down Pitt or upset Pitt before we get out of here and it's all said and done? Can there be anybody on their remaining schedule? And finally... Is NC State the best team and hottest team in the ACC? Will they make a good run for it? If it's not them, then who? I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll tell me. Leave me some comments in the YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. You can hit me up wherever you listen to podcasts. One thing I ask, though, please leave five stars on our Apple. If you listen via Apple Podcasts, leave me some five stars. Leave a review. Let me know how you really feel. We could use some love over there. It's either love or hate. Either way, it's an obsession because you're tuning in. We are fine either way it goes, but we appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great and safe one here on this Monday. And for Candace Cooper, until next time.